Yeah, I'm Malik from South Sudan. I'm the governor of Warabi State. I'm here visiting Germany, in Berlin, and I'm meeting Adam. My name is Stephen Kovacs. I'm the, the managing director, I guess founder of Rogue, the Berlin Agency for Open Culture and Critical Transformation. And I'm working together with Governor Niandeng at looking at creating an open systems solution or framework for Warup State as a model for South Sudan. And we are here in Berlin to meet open innovators mm -hmm. like Sourcefabrik and, and Adam Thomas. I'm Yandeng, Yandeng Malik. I come from South Sudan. I'm the governor of Warabi State, in charge of um, 13 ministries, 48 members of the assembly, and then the civil society. My state have six counties, uh, plus Abia, the contested area. Uh, there's supposed to be seven, so that's what I do. Uh, Warabi State is the newest state created uh, after the uh, CPA, uh, so we call it this new state, just like the country is new. It is a pastoralist state, a pastoralist state. Uh, people do together, they keep cattle and they, and they have, do farming also. Uh, we are about uh, population-wise, uh, last census, about uh, 900 and something, well, almost 1 million, and we put wow. it at 12 million maybe. If those return from the diaspora, from northern Sudan and all. Uh, it is not easy, I start in the morning. Yeah, very early, early I Yeah, imagine. very early to my office, and uh, have to first thing to get the security report from the counties, because uh, it's not easy, uh, because in terms of communication, we don't have, there are uh, counties without uh, network of telephone, so you depend on the radio mm -hmm. that the messages are sent in every morning and that through the police, if there are crimes happening, those, then the, the first thing you get as a governor is the security situation for the last 24 hours. Then you finish, now you will be having meetings. Uh, one is uh, the cabinet meeting where the ministers bring in their memos and we discuss what they should be doing or all their program. The second important meeting is the security meeting where I sit with the commissioner of the police and the director of the prison and all that. This is a very uh, permanent meeting every week. Well, you can have extraordinary cabinet meeting if anything arises. You can wait for the day, mm -hmm. and the same with the security. So that is the life of the the governor. So you get up early, go to bed late. You know, exactly, a lot of exactly. A lot of meeting, and uh, it's okay. In kind of our environment, it's not really. You don't have a time. You start and we finish. Sure. What would you say are the biggest challenges facing Warup State right now? Uh, we say uh, many challenges, there are many, uh, everything we find is a challenge, but I would say uh, one of the challenges is really sharing of information, to be honest. 
because sometimes you, okay like the government you have the you know the situation and maybe your citizen don't know the situation to update themselves update themselves on what is happening with the national government what are they doing and because we don't have television even if there are few people with television uh, the yes not everybody in warabi state uh, we have only one channel the media uh, radio waves which doesn't cover all six counties and uh, it's where you kind of exchange news with the citizens and they call in but the problem there is that not everybody having the radio also uh, so we are, i will say that that is the big challenge because you want the people to understand what you are doing especially if you are elected person like myself or people in southern Sudan, you really wanted to get back to the people who elected you how is the how is the media scene generally do you have you have newspapers in the state no we don't have newspaper we depend on those in juba mm -hmm. which uh, comes one maybe somebody coming from there bring one and then that one will be read by everybody so we don't have does this come daily or this is more likely not to be daily. weekly? Not even weekly, yeah. yeah. It depends those coming traveling. We have an organizer way that to get it really on daily basis because we don't have also regular flights mm -hmm. coming in. Yeah, so it takes time. And it's a big country as well, it seems. It is, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a very huge yeah. space. Mm. But... Uh, and do you think I, this is a problem? That It is a problem, especially for young people. Uh, who wanted really to learn a lot of internet. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to be connected about the... Like the only radio you hear is BBC, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm sure they wish that they wanted to be connected and do like the other young people does in the other countries. And even the print media, like the newspaper, I'm sure one time, personally, I was thinking, if, how can I do it to keep engaging the young people? You sure. know, try to develop their own skills, their own talents. And, uh, There's often this phrase associated with African countries, leapfrogging, where um, it's hoped that the kind of technological advancement of very cheap phones and maybe and very cheap internet, which will hopefully come to the various parts of the continent in the next 10 or 15 years, yeah. will mean that actually you may never have newspapers and you'll go immediately to having kind yeah. of to the internet and, internet and people being connected mm. and things. Is this, I mean, obviously this is some way off, I guess, in Warup State, but how is the internet infrastructure? Uh, we do have, but it is limited uh, in terms of commercial. People who have a cyber cafe, there are not yeah. many. I think it's one, <laughs> only in, the, in Kwajo, it okay. is one plus offices, government offices, which is purely for internal government use. So you could see information is, is not an easy thing. You have to, as a country, you have to have channels to make people, everybody get the, the good information or whatever it is. Somebody who will be accountable. When you pass that information, you know that if it is not true, so people will come back to you. Where did you get this information? Just like other places. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really, that's a challenge that's faced by governments all over the world is really making sure that the information is, is transparent, the source mm -hmm. of that information mm -hmm. is transparent, mm -hmm. and that there are chances to kind of verify that and, 
and make it credible and make people mm -hmm. understand. Credible, that's yeah. Mm. When, when you spoke earlier and then also in, in November, <clears throat> you talked quite specifically about the problem of young people mm -hmm. and about their, let's say, low level of desire to engage in, let's say, traditional farming mm -hmm. and things like this. And you, and you mentioned in one of your interviews this need or desire, necessity, challenge, whatever, uh, to bring these young people into the 21st century. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you see that, and and can you say a little bit more about just the reality of that that challenge, like what these what these young people are doing, how they how they act day to day? Mm, yeah, yeah. You see, what happened is that okay, um, we have a generation again now got stuck. You know, during the war, the way the, this when they were some of them were born or majority of them. Is uh, late 80s, 90s, and they managed to go to these under trees schools. And now they don't have further education coming by. A few of them got into universities, uh, especially in East Africa, but you have to have a good, really, certificate or another way you obtain that certificate. So these young people, I look at them, they can't go back to the, to the traditional way of life to be farming and all that in that way and they can there's no outlet also to do other things to improve their own life so it's like people uh, i mean places like warak you have a good number of these people they are not illiterate they are not um, really having open where they should go what should they do from here and this is the group really i i want to target with this thing, if they can, and they have good ideas. They wanted mm. to develop the knowledge they have, you know, and, and the society will be benefiting from it. You find them, you just find them in Kwaju, you find them in the headquarters of the uh, uh, counties, and that's what they ask me all the time. If I'm visiting, they tell me we need here, we have a youth center, we call it youth center, and we want internet. <laughs> The first thing they ask you yeah, internet. Well, of course. <laughs> Can you give us generator and then a few computers and equip our place so that we get connected? The idea of that you can have the free software. And can really, uh, I like that idea. And if we can work together and see, I'm sure we will benefit. These people will benefit from this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll still, something will come out of it for, for themselves and for the whole what? communities around. The, the important thing also is the democracy which you are, you are talking. These young people really they are eager to see that really practice. Also, the, the you know the issues of accountability, the government to be accountable, to be transparent. There are new words for us, and uh, and, and it's like they were pushed very much during the war, and some of us really aware of it. So it's now really because we also started with a high gear of democracy. You know, we just came and the, our president accepted. Uh, to go for that election, you know, and the constitution say also we have every four years we'll be having election, 
right now but it's not easy when you come to the reality 